right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of Can You See Me? Women Leadership in Race 2021. Y'all, um, I am so excited to give you this content that we have right now. I'm sitting here with some amazing women, the authors of Embracing My Sexy 60s. I have the visionary author, Sharon Bullock, author, Laura Dorsey, and author, Peggy Morris. Y'all, this is um, so good. And thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. I know, absolutely. I know that our listeners will be just so fulfilled um, of this conversation. Um, we have Laura Dorsey, the CEO of LLD Consulting. We have Sharon Bullock, who is the visionary author of Embracing My Sexy 60s. And we have Miss Peggy Morris, who is the president and founder of Sisters for Sisters Network. I am excited. Sharon, let's start with you. Introduce yourself to the people and tell the people about the, the Embracing My Sexy 60s. As a visionary author, how did this come about? How did, how did you think of this concept? I always tell this little story. And, and by the way, thank you so much for having us or uh, having me here and among this, this beautiful panel. I just um, really loved talking about uh, how we got started because it was really my coming out, if you will. I, um, I was a boutique owner and I always dressed a certain way. As a matter of fact, hats were my, I guess you can say my, uh, it was my local, it was, it was who I was. I, every time you see me, I would have a hat on. And the, also the way I dressed was a different way and mm -hmm. mostly loose clothing, if you will. And as I got in my sixties, you know, I, I had put on a dress one day and someone said, well, I didn't even know you had a figure because <laughs> I would uh -huh. always wear loose uh -huh. clothing. And I just, you know, decided, I said, okay, I'm going to break out. You know, I said, okay, I just one day just put on some, you know, uh, fitted jeans and a, and a shirt and took a picture and posted it on Facebook and you know how you kind of come up with a caption and yeah. I said hmm. I said okay I'm embracing my sexy 60s I will tell you I got more hits on that post than any I posted so far <laughs> and I just said you know that's that's a sign that has to become something and I said I can see a book because mm -hmm. I've always been so impressed with women in our age group and the things that they're doing because a lot of us like myself at the time is starting over in all different aspects of their life you mm -hmm. know like I you know even with my business having to start over with you know a new home and new you know relationships the whole nine yards it's just mm -hmm. you know and we start businesses and and yeah. so forth in our 60s we are not our mother's 60s so yes. that's really how it came about mm -hmm. yes Ms. Sharon I'm gonna be just like you when I grow up <laughs> I tell you, yeah. Well, you have plenty on. of time. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's so good. I, I love that. Embracing my sexy 60s and thinking about there was something that was really just profound about what you said, but I think I'm gonna go back there. Miss Laura Dorsey, how are you? I am wonderful, Yolanda. How are you? I'm doing well. I can't complain. I'm doing what I enjoy. I'm doing what I enjoy right now at this moment, talking and learning and amplifying women. So I'm, I'm just so thrilled to sit down here with y'all and learn from y'all. 
tell me about your chapter. Tell me about how you came about to being a part of this anthology and a little bit about your chapter. Actually, what people don't know is that you were probably the catalyst for me being involved in this. You know, um, I don't know if Sharon remembers, but I would, you took me to a book signing for another author. Yeah. And that's where I met Sharon. Um, no. you also, as you usually do, talk about me in public and about how the fact that um, I, as Sharon said, looked sexy. I had on some thigh high boots and a great yes, sweater. She was sharp, y'all. Yes. <laughs> like, and she's over 60. She's always looking like this. And I'm like, okay. So Sharon's like, oh, you need to be part of this book. And I was like, I've never written a book. I've never mm -hmm. been part of a book. And yeah. so um, Sharon yeah. called. Um, we talked about it. And I was like, but I don't, who wants to hear about my life story? Who wants to hear about anything I have to say? You know, talk to my daughter, talk to you. And they were like, if you want to do it, it's just a vanity project. Just do it just for you, you know? So I, I, get the, I became part of the book, not to make any money or whatever, but just to tell my story. So I decided that um, my marriage was unique in itself. Again, I never thought that it was unique, but I thought I'd tell the story. I, yeah. I thought that I never got a chance, probably never took a chance, took it for granted when my husband was alive to tell mm -hmm. him how much I appreciated everything that he has. And then seeing where I am today, knowing that he helped build that firm foundation. So I wrote a story about him. Oh, you know? God. And I wrote a story about our marriage and about our life. And um, because he loved music, I did the whole story around the music analogy. And each section was about music and how different phases of my life or whatever the music affected was affected by that. So at the end of the day, it was my love story to my husband. Yes, you embraced your love story. Yes. Yes, I love that. And I like how you... I like how you mentioned the uniqueness of it because you embraced it. Whatever that uniqueness looks like for you and Mr. Sugar, as I like to call him, because I love to sit down and listen to stories about him. Um, you know, you embraced it. And, and so thank you for sharing that, ma'am. And thank you for being here. Miss Peggy. <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for allowing Sharon, Laura, and myself to join you today. This is so good, y'all. Miss Peggy, tell the people a little bit about your chapter, how you came into the book. And then I'd like for you to just go ahead and transition into the Sisters for Sisters Network. I want people to hear about that. Okay. It is so funny when I, when I talk and tell my story, honestly, um, Sharon would always talk about this sexy 60. And I think I'm probably the oldest of all of them that's in this book, right? Mm -hmm. And I kept saying, well, Sharon, I am not sexy. I don't, there's nothing about me that I consider be sexy. I said, I have five beautiful sisters mm -hmm. and they're gorgeous. And I just said, I've always been the, the what, what they used to call it, the ugly duckling mm -hmm. of the crew. That's mm -hmm. how I felt myself because growing up in the 60s, you know, uh, and you might remember the times where if you were light complexion, you were safe. Absolutely. If you were dark complexion or a little shade over, you were considered not the popular one. Mm 
even if it, in school, I remember boys would gravitate to light-skinned women. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I always saw myself on the other side. So I never saw myself being attractive. Mm-hmm. And so when Sharon approached me, I'm like, Sharon, no, this this is not me. And then she began to tell me, she says, not so much about that, it's about your story. Yeah. And when I began to tell my story and start writing, because I was never a one that was interested in writing. Mm-hmm. The older you get, you begin. But when I start putting mm-hmm. stuff on paper, it allows you to remember. It allows you to reflect. It allowed me to grow from just putting the pen to paper. I was just taken back. So I have to applaud Sharon for getting me out of my space and and allow me to tell my story. And my story was basically talking about memories never die. Mm. And because uh, my passion has been photography, I love documenting uh, people having a good time and, mm-hmm. and being at venues where there are celebrities and individuals. I've been exposed to all of that. And thanks to Facebook, it taught me your memories never die because they hold that stuff. Right. And when you least expect, they throw it at you. Ooh, ooh, Miss Peggy. Yeah, I, I had a moment the other day with a Facebook memory. That That's good. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes you want to turn them off, though. Never thought about that. Yeah, because some of those memories can be a little like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, oh, peace. Come on, peace. I I had a little moment. I had to digress. Go ahead. (laughs) So that's the whole piece was talking about my relationship with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was the one who put the camera in my hand. And we never know what people do for you or allow you to build your passion around something they might have said, something they might have done. And so it was all about taking pictures. And I found myself over writing all this that really I found myself not in a lot of photos, family photos. And so then I questioned myself, well, why not? It was because I was the photographer and I couldn't be in the picture and taking the picture at the same time. Mm-hmm. So my whole story talks about my relationship with her, how I got involved in photography, how I love pulling old photographs back to reflect on life. That's good. And, I, and the final thing I wanna say is let's take photographs. Let's take them so that you can leave a legacy so your kids and your grandkids and the great great kids can understand what was happening in 2021, 2022, 23, whatever you, let's take it all the way back. Mm -hmm. What was life like? So when you have these photographs, you can show and you can document what it was going on, uh, whether or not it was discrimination, whether or not it was dealing with race, relations. There's so much these photographs can tell you. So that was my love. So again, I have to applaud Sharon for pulling that piece out of me. Wow. That's that's amazing. That is such a good story and such a great testimony for other women to hear that at in your 60s, you still said to yourself, well, no, I'm not that one. 
you know, that's so real in such a delicate um, moment that even um, though we evolve in life, right? And we're still all very confident women. That doesn't mean that you don't have those moments where you're like, no, I don't see myself as sexy. I don't see myself as the cute sister, right? Um, or, the, or the pretty sister. And then the colorism that you referred back to, that's huge because colorism is a big topic right now. Yes. Yes. amongst us and I think it's so important my daughter actually brought this up to me a couple of weeks ago and um, if I'm remem remembering it correctly she said to me mommy I'm so glad you didn't do that to me because she was speaking of some things that I think it may have been one of her friends you know that has gone through with her parent with her mom or something like that you know the little things that we say make a difference I ain't never had a problem with me being dark well, I've always let me, let me had a problem, but let me, you know, let me, yeah. let me say this. This is something that I made, I had to remember the other day. It was other people that put it in my head that something was wrong with it. Yes. Like, who are they talking to? Yes. Black and I'm beautiful. And, you know, like, yes. who are you talking to? But those things that people say, you know, you so beautiful to be dark. Yeah. Who yeah. says that to a child? You that. know, yeah that but people are not conscious of what they say of out of their mouths mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. not conscious yeah and i don't think they mean to say it to be hateful no they just they just did not know we didn't know yeah we didn't know what were you gonna say miss sharon no i'm just saying that they they probably didn't hear the beautiful part they just heard the second yes yeah yeah all subliminal so you have to really be careful with your words you know words mm -hmm. can hurt and and they stay with you and mm -hmm. a lot of times we hold it inside yes. you know, and this is from you know something that can could have happened from years ago but it's still it's and standing out of your mind is still living between your ears because you're you know that that's what you heard you know right. those yes. are the words that stood with stood with you rather than the first part of it yeah. Well, you know, can I can I share this one yes, point? Yes, ma'am. Let's let's talk about. I can remember where. Let's talk about colors. Mm -hmm. I always felt that red was not my color. Mm -hmm. I thought red was it to me. I could not wear red for the longest. Mm -hmm. Try me now. Put me into some don't red. Let me, don't, don't let me hold that picture up again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? Ooh, I love Peggy. that picture. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Miss, yes. before we move from you and, and continue the discussion, can you just share a little bit about how you overcame that feeling of not being the pretty sister and Sharon having to coach you into getting into the book and then to the point where you now in a, in a cinephobe? you know in that the, in that photo shoot sharon kept pulling my shoulder and i'm like sharon don't do that to me don't do that to me I, mm -hmm. that's a sexy piece that and, and tell, her, me. tell her what your husband said tell her what your husband said oh, oh, wow. he was oh, so he excited loved it. oh my god he loved it wow wow that's 
That's so good. I love that. And you know, that, that was the fun part too, is just bringing mm -hmm. the best out in a lot of the women that were shy yes. about doing this because Peggy is not shy at all. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But you know, this was something out of her comfort zone. Yeah. So you yes. know, just getting her to do something different, you know, because yeah. I, I knew that red was a good color for her, even though she was saying that. I said, no, yeah. I know red is your color because yeah. I'm also a color analyst and I and I, I do tend to put people in different categories as far as the colors that are best for uh -huh. them. So that was one of the things that I've made sure that I wanted to make sure that she uh, sh showed the best of herself and colors will bring that out. Yes. That's so yes. good. And I'm not going to forget Miss Laura Dorsey up there because I remember yes. she sent me her proof pictures and I'm like, pull up, pull up shorts up. What are you doing? Pull up shorts up. <laughs> Like you're my godmother. What are you, what are you, what are you showing? But I always <laughs> allow her to just. I always, even though I say that, because I'm like, oh gosh, my godmother. Like, what are you doing? But at the same time, I always love the fact that she embraces that side of her, and she's so unapologetic about it. <laughs> Thank y'all for just you know talking about the fact that. We may not always feel like that every day, but embracing it really makes a difference. Sharon, you talked about, um, you said something really big, how you would wear baggy clothes all the time. Yeah, I used to wear loose fitting and I, I used to love the, you know, the, the flowy linens and all this stuff. And you know, I would wear layers and, you yeah. know, I, I, I just thought it was, you know, it was elegant. I didn't think about sexy, but I just thought it was elegant. And, yeah. you know, I get a lot of compliments on it. And I had a lot of my customers who liked that look, especially mm -hmm. the ones that were in our age group, you mm -hmm. know, but um, I used to also put on a lot of fashion shows. And yeah. there was this line that I carried called "Stop Staring," <laughs> and mm. the, the all the all the dresses was from the uh, uh, like rendition of '40s and '50s, you know, where they were like fitted, um, mm -hmm. you know, straight, you know, to the knee, and uh, very sexy. Mm -hmm. And I just decided, to, you know, try one of them on for myself one day, and I said, "Hmm." <laughs> It's just a whole different look and it gives you a whole different kind of confidence, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. it's amazing how what we wear sometimes can uh, put us in a, a different mood and also can boost our self-esteem, especially when you start getting compliments. You know, this is something that you've never worn before, never done before. And when you start hearing people um, see something in you or see you differently or, or, or raise, raise you up a notch in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, confident, you know, uh, being confident in yourself, you know, it, it, it goes a long way. You know, what people okay. say, you could be, uh, you could be down in the dumps, you could be, you know, but if you put on the right color that day, I yes. guarantee you, you're going to get compliments all day and it's going to bring you out of that mood. Cause yeah. when, you, when you dress how you feel, you're going to feel that way all day. Yeah, you wear your moods, you know, sometimes some people wear their moods and that's not good because you're mm -hmm. going to stay in that mood. But yeah. if you put on a bright color or a color that complements your skin tone, that's mm -hmm. going to bring you out of that because you're going to start hearing compliments that day that's going to put you in a totally different mood and it yeah. somehow bring you out of whatever low you were in at that time. So. That's so good. I used to volunteer for... Um, the American Cancer Society and fixed wigs. Wow. Many years oh, yeah. ago. In that was York. my first job. American really? Cancer Society. <laughs> yeah. And their, um, their motto back then was look good, feel better. 
Yes. You know, look yes. good, feel better, and it helped the cancer patients just feel it better. Does. There, it it goes know, a long way. Time. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Man, y'all, y'all are just so good. This, this is it's, just it's this. so ironic you bring up the American Cancer Society and that being mm -hmm. my first job. I had a part-time job uh that during that same year and uh -huh. it was at a boutique. And that's when my real passion came out, you know, because I, I mean, I majored in mental health and child psychology, go mm -hmm. figure. <laughs> yes. and, and it was that, it was that part-time job that brought me out into where I should be and, and actually uh, showed me what my true passion was. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. that's, that's just, yeah, it just brought back that memory. <laughs> that's so good. Oh man. Oh man. Sisters for Sisters Network. Yay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ms. Awesome Laura mentioned a little bit about it the other day, but do either one of you want to talk about what Sisters for Sister Net for Sisters for Sisters Network is all about? What is Thank that? You know, <laughs> ironically, we're all connected, all three of us. Um, where do we start? We have a lot of history um, and we're going into our oh, 20th anniversary. 20, Next year. 20 years? 20 Is this years. like a secret girls group? <laughs> <laughs> secret no more. <laughs> wow, that's good stuff. Go ahead. It was, oh my God. You know, the whole concept, and you said something earlier, is uh, about, you know, be, providing a platform so that we can learn from each other. This is what we're about. We, we learn from each other. Uh, like-minded. You know, you have to be like-minded because if you're not, you're going to have one this way and one that way, mm -hmm. and you you need to be in the middle. Yeah, and that's how you build relationships with with individuals. Um, I started. Uh, I was working for a telecommunication company that actually folded. Uh, I had been with them for 23 years, and you know, you have to be careful for what you ask for in life, because when you put it in the universe, I believe this. It will come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And you least I, expect it sometimes, right? Yes, yes. So be prepared yeah. for it. Yeah. When you put it out there, be prepared. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. And and Sharon can tell you, um, Sharon and I were at Morgan State University together. Okay, HBCU. <laughs> yes. And Sharon yes. did not know me, but I knew her. And she always was trying to figure out how did I know her and she didn't know me. It was because Sharon was always fashionable. When I would see her on campus, she was always dressed. And I'm like saying, most girls were wearing jeans and a top. Sharon would have on this fabulous outfit. So she stood out among everybody. Oh, so Miss Sharon was uh, doing this for years now. She's been acting up like this for years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't know that was all because of my shyness, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so um, we were connected. It, it's like six, what they call a six degree of separation. Six degrees of separation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sharon and I were at Morgan, not knowing that we were going to reconnect maybe 20, 25 years later, but we did. And um, in short, we went to this powerful conference, which is uh, a conference that was held in Cleveland, Ohio back in 2002. And Sharon was in this particular workshop. I walked in, 
we immediately reconnected. All we had to say was Morgan State, and that just took us to another level. We stayed connected, wound up going to this conference, as I mentioned, in Cleveland. Um, she grabbed her friend D. I grabbed my cousin Audrey. So that's where the number four comes in our name. It was four wow. of us. We just wow. made it up as we went along. <laughs> yes. So wow. what we did was we showed up at the BWI airport, and I said to them, guys, we need to be somebody. Mm. Well, you know, they laughed at me. I said, no, we're going to this powerful conference. We got to be ready when these people ask us, who are we? Because we kind of stood out, you know? Mm -hmm. And we got to Cleveland, and that's what they asked. Who are you? Are you? And we said, sisters, four sisters. We were at a networking conference. And I said, you know what? You got to be careful because there might be another sisters for sisters, whatever, here in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. All right. But God favored us, and we were able to walk away from this conference, came back to Maryland, and we said, we got it. Wow. Because we stood at the airport, came up with our name, our mm -hmm. vision, our purpose, everything we wanted to do, just standing there waiting for our flight. Wow. That's so, so good. So 20 years later, we started out networking because all four of us had our own vision of starting our own business. And so we said, why not? Let's provide a platform for women, like-minded women to come together. Mm -hmm. Let's learn from them. Let them mm -hmm. share and tell their story. Mm -hmm. And That's it has that. grown every since. I love that. And I love the relationship aspect of it. But before we move on, I just do want to put a, a little plug and a congratulations into the HBCUs of the state of yes. Maryland. Yes. For the billion dollar settlement. That oh my gosh. I sat and I read the article the other day and the tears came to my eyes because I yes. grew up in New York where there are no HBCUs and mm -hmm. I moved down here and attended an HBCU as a as an adult with children mm -hmm. and my daughter in turn graduated from that same university, Bowie State University. So shout out to all the yes. out there. This is just amazing <laughs> and the connections and all of the beautiful people. But I want to talk about that, that relationship concept because all of you in your 60s, um, you hear often, and I hear this often, this whole concept of women not able to build things together, women not able to connect together, women not able to grow together. And I'm like, well, where they at? Because I don't know them women. I'm the <laughs> type of women. So Laura, can you talk a little bit about, especially you, because you're here in a new area, right? Mm -hmm. You moved to a new area. You had to like build relationship. And I'm sure sometimes it may have been a little scary, but talk about how you have been able to connect to the right folks and you don't seem to have a problem with that at all because you got a whole good little tribe of people already. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it, and it's actually funny because um, even with the, the book project is how Sharon and I met. And um, she was telling me about Sisters for Sisters. She's like, this is a wonderful group. We want to get involved with this. Well, I've been under that typical, you know, a bunch of women getting together. That's not necessarily what it is. <laughs> that I do. And so she was like, no, you've got to come to the meeting. And so even when I went to the meeting, it was 
you know, all of these fabulous women and these are entrepreneurs and they got so much going on for them. And I was like, oh, now I'm really intimidated. Cause like, <laughs> well, hey, well, you're intimidated about, you know, like offering or whatever. And I'm like, these people got so much going on. I don't have anything to offer them. So I called Peg, okay, again, she's open. I called Peg and I was like, I don't really have a real business and I'm sort of retired and I don't have, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not part of the in crowd. I'm not sharing in them, the, the, you know, the on-campus ones that are popular. That was not me. I'm always in the corner with a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Laura, you cannot believe what you're going to be able to bring to this organization. And, you know, and she the organization is 20 years old, but she brought me in just like I've been part of it, you know, forever, her and Sharon, you know, (laughs) the sisters for sisters. And I said, I'm new to the area. I don't know anybody. I've got now a whole group of people. I got people on speed dial, you know, so (laughs) I I talk to Peg like every other day and Sharon and like Tina and all of the ladies that are part of sisters for sisters, they just said yes. And they make me feel like you know, like, like I'm a writer, you know, and I'm thinking like, but I, you know, I'm that background writer. I'm a ghost writer. You know, I'm not one that's like out in front or whatever. Peg's like, no, Laura, you're fantastic. Sharon is like, I'm never letting you go where you like. Join <laughs> I told you, join at the hip from day one. That's, that's my, my secret ghost writer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I have to say, ladies, because you may, you all may not know this, that, but since I have been ghostwriting with Sharon and I've done a couple of other projects because she puts me out there, I have now contracted that I am going to do a whole new book with a time with a publisher that is out of the Bahamas and I'm writing my first full book as a ghost. Hey, Sharon Bullock says that I'm an Amazon number one best selling co-author. It's all well, about lifting each other up. And I just want to make yeah. one minor correction. So because I was going directly to you, Sharon, with what are those <laughs> concepts? What are those things that other women need to hear that allowed you to bring together women, not just this anthology, but the Sisters for Sisters Network, 20 years, y'all. What are some of those concepts, Sharon? Uh, well, Peggy um, didn't mention, well, we have four pillars in the organization and um, entrepreneurship was the one, like she said, was our foundation because we were all looking to help each other with our businesses. So we mm-hmm. have entrepreneurship, uh, health and wellness, and I may have them out of order, Peg, uh, yeah. ed- education and mentoring and domestic violence. Did I get on four? Yeah. So those are the uh, four pillars of, of the company. And what we do is that we have committees formed with each of those specific pillars where they are all um, chairs and co-chairs of those uh, four different pillars. And we have committees, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, get together and they come up with things of how they can support either others sisters that are in the organization that may have their own nonprofit or other business and support them in their endeavors. And then we also, as as an organization, we support um, the community in all of those four areas. And we also have, um, and Peggy can speak to this, is our, um, similar to this, like a podcast, but it's a, a, it's a, 
on Yard Street where we have a, a like a TV um, outlet mm -hmm. called for Sisters nice. Live, which we mm -hmm. just got off of at 12 o'clock. So that's from 12 <laughs> to 1 on Saturdays, everyone, for the number four, Sisters Live. And you can go on YouTube and pull up our past episodes, which are amazing. So yes. we feature, you know, women um, each each week, um, the different one of those pillars is presented like domestic violence, health and wellness, head, um, <clears throat> ed, uh, education and mentoring and entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. did I say it all right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> those those are great pillars. And I just want to make one mighty correction earlier. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people tend to do this because like Peggy said, when we first formed the organization, we thought we were the only ones, but we thought, came back home and found out there was another Sisters for Sisters. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's Sisters for Sisters Inc. And we're Sisters for Sisters Network. So yeah. we always have to correct each other or remind each other to put that word network on there so that they don't confuse the two organizations. But they're both wonderful organizations. Yes. So we just yeah. want to make sure that you know they know the difference that there are yeah. two. Yeah, and I love that you're uplifting them. Oh, absolutely. She's yeah. four. I got to <laughs> for the women who struggle. Yeah. For the women who struggle with connecting to other women in this way and connecting to that, finding their people, as I call it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I tend to find my people. So I take that for granted that it doesn't come as easy for other women. What is it that they should look for in a space of other women to support one another? And here is the other thing. What should they bring to that space? Because mm. a lot of time when they're saying like, oh, you know, I'm not able to connect with other women. I'm always like, okay, well, what are you bringing? Like, what are you putting out there? So teach mm. us, teach us let me, about let me, that. Let me, let me take you there. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the women that I love to meet. Yeah. Yes. You know, we have so many women that are not they're not feeling good about themselves yeah they they're not secure in who they are mm -hmm. those are the women that i would love to get my hands on because laura said it earlier you know um she she was reserved she was comfortable sometimes mm -hmm. we need women to push us Take us out of our comfort zone. Take us out of our comfort zone. Because that's me. I, I'm shy. I keep telling everybody I'm shy. I'm really shy. Yeah, Miss Sharon. <laughs> Peggy, I don't know has pushed, Peggy, Peggy has pushed me and pushed me and, and pushed <laughs> me out there. You know, this is like, okay, it's sort of like sink or swim. So you better speak or. <laughs> just and I love that you, know, you push her into the book and she pushes you out. Right. Because we all do what we're comfortable doing. See, yeah. I know what my gift is and my family fashion is really my, my passion is really fashion so mm -hmm. I can speak to that you know and and when I was saying earlier the reason I used to dress a certain way is because of my shyness because I won't I won't approach people I'm, I'm not a person that'll walk up to you and start uh, talking or tell you uh -huh. about me or my business or anything like that so mm -hmm. that's where the hat wearing came into place because people always notice someone with a hat on because usually you either the only one in the room with a hat on <laughs> or your hat is so unique somebody might come up and compliment you on it so uh -huh. it was the, it was the hats or the outfits that drew people to me so that's how i would start a conversation or they started one with me first and that's how the conversation would start because i wasn't one to approach people and that's what 
that. That's really how my business survived. Wow. <laughs> I was love that. I, you know, it, it, and I'm mm -hmm. still, and I'm still getting there, you know, it, it's getting yeah. comfortable, you know, and, and, and then writing the, um, uh, presenting the anthology, you know, having to get out there, um, it's, it's put pushing me even more, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying it because, you know, I can speak to what I know. So yeah. it's easier for someone to talk about something yeah. they know about than to try to throw in, throw themselves into a fire or feel that you're unfamiliar with. And then, then your vulnerabilities come out and your insecurities Ooh. and everybody can see <laughs> it and know it, you know, so it's just, when you, if you can start, start at a level that you know, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and speak to that, and the people or the things that you need to compliment you will automatically mm -hmm. be attracted uh -huh. to you. Mm -hmm. Can, can I share this? Let me, yes, ma'am. Let, let me tell you this. When I was coming up, I was an introvert. I did not like to impose on people. I didn't want to interrupt your flow. So I was an introvert. I stated to myself, but I'm going to tell you what took me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Because I loved photography, I had the camera. And I would take pictures of people. People would gravitate to me because what? They wanted to see that picture. They That's wanted cool. to see what that picture looked like. That allowed me to have a conversation with you, right? That's how I have built a lot of relationships was from my camera. It's mm, good. Yeah. So you when you talk your, yeah. about being insecure mm -hmm. and not feeling comfortable to open up a conversation, that was me. Mm -hmm. But you know, the Pardon older me. you get, the wiser <laughs> you get, you begin to realize life is too short. Yeah. Go for what you want. Go for what you ask for. Go. Just move. Do something. Just go. Just go. Just just move. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You you talked. Um, one of y'all mentioned. I think it was you, Miss Peggy, earlier about. Um, preparing yourself for those things that will come and you don't we don't always know that they're going to happen what are some of those things or those tools that women need to think about as we all approach our sexy 60s and that we can utilize to prepare you can't prepare for everything right so right. some things are just unexpected but what are some of those things that we do need to be thinking about well you know you know what it is we're sitting on stuff we're sitting on stuff that we don't even know that we have the gift of talent for. So, so it takes mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it takes others yeah. to push that. You know, Sharon pushes me, I pushes her. Sharon pushes Laura, Laura pushes somebody else. Somebody pushes you. It's nothing but a chain reaction. That's right. We're sitting on stuff, mm -hmm. and you don't you know, know it until somebody pushes you sitting on stuff i love that yeah like like in the graveyard they some people take it to the graveyard because yeah. there are all these ideas out in the graveyard and nobody you know put out exactly. there because they're yeah. looking to the grave because they never yeah. did you know pursue you yeah know, their, their their uh passions or their gifts mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so good yeah. sitting on Girl, stuff. look i love you already Oh, I, love I can talk to y'all for about three hours. I'm going to have a whole notepad. I'm going to turn this on in the car and listen to it. You know, all of that. What did y'all miss? Right. Because I, I hear even with myself and a lot of women, whether it be older, my age or younger, 
Like, oh my gosh, I missed this. I wish I would have. What are some of the things that you miss that you would love for us, that you'd love to share with other um, women to say, don't miss this. And we, we definitely have the stop sitting on stuff. I love that. Stop sitting on stuff. What else did y'all miss? Mm. Well, you know what? I think with what has happened with this whole coronavirus, it began to allow you to appreciate life. Mm. Yeah. Um, I miss uh, the fact that we as an organization cannot come together because we're so used to loving up on each other. You know, it's nothing wrong with hugging a sister, yeah. showing her that you care or you concerned about her. That is the most important piece of what we do as a network of coming mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I miss that so much. And I just cannot wait until the, the appropriate time that we can come back together and just love. I think we would probably go crazy in the room together with all of us, you know? So that's what I miss. I miss um, the support network that we we able to show up and support another sister. Mm -hmm. Being in the room says a lot. Yeah. Being in the room, stepping mm -hmm. up and showing up and showing out is what I miss. Love that. Yeah. So you you miss you you're missing that feeling of that, yes. and some of the things that we already take for granted, you know, yeah. as women. And I, I I agree that I believe that this time of quarantine has really made us sit down, sit down somewhere, and really think about what are those things that are really important. You know, yes. What, yes. What's Thank you for you know maybe think when she brought that up about us hugging each other because touch is so major. Touch. Yes. I mean. It's a part of life, you yes. know. If, when you think about it, when they say babies that were not hugged when they were, you know, younger, or, or what, mm -hmm. you know, households or, or whatever situation they were in, or orphaned or what have you, and weren't, yeah. you know, their whole it affects their whole personality, and they are the ones mm -hmm. that become psychic and killers and all those kind of things. You know, it's it's just it's yeah. so major. It's so mm -hmm. so major. You mm -hmm. know, just that touch just that touch and Sharon you you said something that's so profound um mm -hmm. I remember when I had my son Aaron and uh I had complications I had a temperature that went off the chart I went into a coma for two two weeks wow so that meant I could not touch my son mm. and when you said that just brought back memories of that and I always said you know there's nothing but the feeling of a touch Mm -hmm. makes a difference and yeah. I for, for a moment of time I felt guilty because I could not touch my son mm -hmm. and and I was always saying you know you said it so well Sharon of how that impacts one's life but my son and I have the best relationship um, to to today and and mm -hmm. I love him for who he is uh, let me stop right here because I can go into another story. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. That's, that's good. Oh man. I, I tell you, I wish I had more time for us to go into that. I love that you talk about how you miss the touch and you miss being in the room with folks and all of that, because those are things that we squander and take for granted, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that I definitely realized is how I squandered my peace. And that's something mm. that's been important to me since I was a child. Like it's important to have my 
quiet time and to have my environment be wholesome and feel free and all of that. And so I felt like like last year, as I was going through a lot of different, you know, um, emotions and changes myself, you know, through COVID, while even supporting other people, I was feeling like, man, it gave me this revelation like, oh, I'm wealthy because that's the first thing for me that is important is my peace of mind, that yes. peace of mind, my spirituality. And, and so what did y'all squander? What have you squandered, not just for COVID, but what are some of the things that if you look back, because I think that it'll help us think about not squandering those things or maybe doing something different for those of us who may be in the midst of doing that. What did you squander or take for granted? Oh, wow. That's Anybody, Miss Lynn, you can go first, Miss Lauren. Go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> I think I squandered years of having a career that had nothing to do with my passion. Mm. Um, I, and I spent 20 years I spent 20 years in the stock market because I, I took a, a, my degrees in business um, because they said I was smart when it came to business or whatever so for 20 years I worked in the bank I worked in the stock market I made people who had more money than I would have ever seen even more money than I would have ever seen and none of it was, was a passion wow when I turned 40-ish Okay, I got into education for half the money that I was making while I was in the bank. Mm -hmm. I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it. If I could have figured out how to do what I love when I was younger, I can't imagine where my life would have been. But I am grateful in these past for the for the last twenty that I've been in education and the education environment. They said, if your passion is something, if you didn't have to work for a living, what would you do for free? That's yeah. exactly what I would have done. It's, it's right here. Yeah. That's so true. Good. Right now, um, I, I'm part of a group, and I'm on the education part of Sisters to Sisters Network, but I'm part of a group of infinite scholars. In this past year, since September, I facilitated 62 virtual scholarship fairs for high school mm. students for free. Mm. Look at you. Look at awesome, you. Awesome. I love it. Look at you. Miss Laura, can you give a, a quick plug about Infinite Scholars, just in case there is someone listening who may need to know a little bit about the, the scholarship opportunities? Infinite, Infinite Scholars is a 501c3. And what we do is that we're a nonprofit organization. We facilitate scholarship fairs. We mm -hmm. have a network of 100 colleges that travel with us. We facilitate scholarship fairs in 27 cities across the country. Um, we do Detroit, Chicago, Florida, whatever. We are coming because of my Sisters for Sisters network that are going to help me. We're trying to come to the DMV area. Uh -oh. Scholarship fair in the area to be able to be here, but I travel all over the country doing that, doing facilitated scholarship fairs. Colleges have money. Students need money. Somebody's mm -hmm. got to put them together. And that's what Infinite Scholars does. Come on now. So, so you it. see, when she said to me, oh, Peggy, I have nothing to bring to the table. I said, you've got to be oh, kidding me. I, oh, that's, you've got to be kidding me. So 
Yes. Oh my God. So Sharon, we Further both together. Yeah, I know. The first thing from the truth. That's 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 oof. Yeah. Let, let me tell y'all something. Between me and her daughters, I'm sure we're all really happy that she got y'all. Y'all got her. <laughs> we, we love her, but I know that she also needed her own space too, right? Yeah. So that's really important. So I am very grateful. I just wanted to tell y'all that I'm really grateful that she has y'all because I know how happy it makes her. Um, so if we're happy to have her, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What did you squander, Miss uh, Miss Sharon? What did you squander? My time. Oh, my time is you know it 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 had really been all over the place and in places really where I was I had no interest. You know, I I mean I I had semi-retired, if you will, because after my store closed, it's like, what do I do with my time? So mm -hmm. I just used it in ways that I, it wasn't really my passion. You know, I went to work in the corporate America, you know, I worked for the phone company. I stayed there. It was supposed to be a pit stop until I got back in the industry because I was in the hair care industry at the time. Mm -hmm. I got too comfortable. And that pit stop is, that was supposed to be for two years ended up being 15 years. So wow. it's, it's, it's my time that, you know, I, I don't want to say I wasted it because I did learn from, you know, where I was and, and I was able to do some things to get me to where I am today. But I know, you know, COVID set us back in a lot of ways, but it also pushed us forward because yeah. there were a lot of things that I had put on the back burner or had been procrastinating on. And my book was one of them. And when I had all of that time, you know, to, to do something, <laughs> that was the time that I took to finish my book. So wow. that was a blessing, you know, in disguise. So it, it's, it's really trying to make use of my time where I am a, a getting things that I want in life, you know, the things that I have put on hold for others and, you know, to really try to do for Sharon and this ironic, we have um, with Sisters for Sisters Network, our um, entrepreneurship committee is in charge of, uh, we, we meet on uh, two separate um, times. It's a Tuesday, the uh, first, it used to be first Tuesdays, now it's first Mondays. First mm -hmm. Mondays is our uh, sister circle business meetup. Mm -hmm. And this, the theme of, um, and, and this is also, um, well, that's a whole other story, but our next uh, Sunday meeting, which is our networking experience is April 15th, April 18th, excuse me. And our theme is going to be, do you. Do so you. that is, yeah, just, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's not even just, just do you. Mm -hmm. And that's our thing, because it's like, when you do something, and I think it was Laura who said earlier, when you do what you love, the money will come. It's your passion is that what you should be really striving for. And this is the perfect time to really um, hone whatever it is that you do or love to do most and best. And that's really what you should be doing and that's you know our passion is our gift and it, mm -hmm. it so so the money will come as long as we do what we're supposed to be doing that's and so i think good. that's the difference mm. Ooh, that's that's good that ties right into miss laura saying that you know she spent a lot of time in a career that she didn't enjoy um but then when she switched over she found that freedom and that peace and then you with your time what about you miss peggy well, you know, to be honest with you, my time, I've used it wisely. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blessed to be retired, so I don't yeah. have to to worry about what time I need to get up to get dressed to get to work, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a difference. I'll be just like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So I had tried during this time, and you know, it's sad that we have lost so many people through this whole coronavirus, but it also set us up to get our act together yeah we really if you did not take advantage of this time you wasted time mm-hmm. yeah we've lost so much time and then what laura said earlier you know i was fortunate enough to uh, you know when i was at morgan state my interest and in my degree was in sociology social work uh, and i went into uh, HR. So that was where I wanted to go. And luckily, throughout my whole career, I was able to follow my path into HR. So that has been a blessing. So to add that, I always wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to teach, but I was never in the classroom. And just one of those things where I experienced uh, working, volunteering at the school near Morgan State. Mm-hmm. And the kids were just unbelievable. And I said, well, they don't have to worry about me. I will not be in the classroom. <laughs> so I was blessed to be able to, to take the path that I did and, and teach in my own way. Mm-hmm. I might not be in the classroom, but I'm in my network and being able to teach. Oh, good. That's so good. Because I think that society has told us sometimes that we have to have this cookie cutter way of doing things, right? So like, I want my own talk show. I wanted my own talk show. And and of course, what, what do we think a talk show is? All we see is Oprah. But how about the talk show happens right here? Right, right here. here in my house, sitting with the authors of embracing my sexy 60, <laughs> right? And so doing those things we love with what we have, not thinking about the money, like Miss Sharon said, not thinking about those other things, but thinking about doing what we love. I love, love it. it doesn't have to be in this box. It could be in another way. That's so good. Y'all, the people want to hear. We need to hear like some concepts or something to help us to make sure that we embrace our sexy 60s, our sexy 50s, 40s, 80s. <laughs> Give us a thought. Leave them with a thought, a concept or something that they can actually do to make sure that they are embracing their sexy selves. Hmm. Okay. Let me let me start. My mind is, is ticking here. I think as young people, if they start young and looking at their health, taking a look at their wealth, that when they become 60, they can enjoy life. Mm. Yeah. Really. Love that. Health and wealth. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thinking about those concepts. So looking at your health, so being mindful of what you're eating, how you're exercising, taking care of, being proactive with your health. And in your wealth, Miss um, Peggy, are you referring to making sure we set ourselves up financially to enjoy life in a comfortable way later on? Yes. You know, because a lot of women, and that's, that's one of the areas where I like to go and teach. I want to talk to women too. 
help them prepare for life after retirement. Because yeah. when you get in retirement, you want to be situated where you don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay my rent, right. how I'm going to pay my car note. Mm -hmm. You should be saving now. Mm -hmm. You know, put funds away so that when you become at a retirement age, you can say, you know, I don't have to depend on my kids. Right. I'm who I am. I can stand on my own and I can maintain. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding that a lot of through my conversation with women, they're not ready. Right. So if we can catch them now before they get my age, I've been blessed. I've been blessed to have a husband who was smart enough to save. Yeah, that's good. When I first met him. Mm -hmm. So what, what he does and what I do, we both can stay home, do what we love to do and not have to worry how are we going to make the mortgage? Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that is good. Um, my daughter just got another promotion and she does really well. And, and, you know, I constantly tell her just because of things that I didn't always think about. Okay. 29, I need you to see, I need to see that you're building something. What is That's that? Right. It doesn't have to be that you're building a home. Everybody doesn't have that. But how about if building your um, your finances or building a retirement or investment funds, something like that? Because otherwise you look back and be like, I worked this hard and I don't have this either retirement fund or investment account or something to really look at, you know? So, so yeah, I'm definitely pushing that on her. Thank you for that. Yeah, and also when I talked about the health and wealth piece, if you don't think about, let's think about how stress impacts your life. If you're worrying on how you're going to maintain, that has a tendency to shorten your lifespan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, and then you become having all kinds of health challenges that causes that you have to pay out of your pocket if you don't have the right mechanism or the right insurance to pay for those challenges that you're going to deal with in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta set our young people to understand, you know, I looked at an article and, and I'm, I don't want to take you off, but I want to share this. Mm -hmm. I read an article and I want to take it as a teaching tool. It showed how much you should be saving at 20, at yeah. 30, at 40, at 50, at 60 and at 70. Mm -hmm. One thing they didn't teach us really in school. look at that yeah. so that right. you're in position to be able to enjoy life. You want to travel. You want to, to uh, go out and be entertained. That mm -hmm. costs money. That's but right. if you don't have the funds to do it, that causes what? Stress. Mm -hmm. Yep. All types of stress and anxiety and everything. Absolutely. You know, and it's never too late to oh rebuild, right? Yes. It's never, never too late. But never too late. If, if we can push it to our younger people while they're young, like start now thinking about X, Y, Z, that's really important. Making sure you have something. Health, wealth, decreasing your stress, stress right? Yeah, the yeah. money is good. But if you stressed out and sick, you can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. Miss Sharon. Yeah, Lola, since you stole my words, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, it's man. never too late. I'm serious. It's never it's too never. late. And, never. and and that was the other 
uh, reason why I, I wanted to do this anthology because we are doing things in our 60s that we would have never imagined because we are not our mother's 60s because at mm -hmm. our mother's age is when they turn 60 you know they retire retire I mean like real retirement you know mm -hmm. I sit back laid back travel and there's nothing wrong with that but if you have it in you to continue and do other things in your neck in the next phase of your life this is the only this is only the beginning yeah. and that's the way i see this because you know somebody asked me all the time well are you retired i said what's that you know mm -hmm. i can't imagine if, you know, to stop doing what i like doing you know what i mean yeah. so it's like you have choices and yes. it's never yes. too late to fulfill whatever dream you may have or have had and a lot of times that's when people really do their passions unfortunately they it, it takes that long but at least you can still do it because you still have it like that because mm -hmm. age is really just a number and it's like you know people put this in this box you know when when you get a certain age you're supposed to be retired you're supposed to do this and do that and you right. even supposed to dress a certain way so i say well what is that <laughs> what is that <laughs> so you know it's it's it's, it's really all of it's, it's a mindset and and it's a confidence thing and it's it's it, and it's just never too late that's so good. <laughs> this is such a full circle confirmation moment. Um, I've really been focusing on lifestyle. Like my, mm -hmm. what do what do I want the next fifteen years of my life to look yes. like? Right, I just turned fifty. What do I want it to look like? Things that I didn't really think about at twenty. All I knew was I was a young mama, and I wanted to make sure that my children were exposed to you know, diverse things in life and have yes. a, a great outlook on the world, right? That was good. But I never really was conscious as I am now about how I want to live. Like, what's the lifestyle I want to feel? Like, how do I want to feel every day? What are the things that I want to do, you know, and what do I need to do to get there? Like, I'm not saying that we're, we're going to eliminate stress completely, but if we have that picture, then anything is that's outside of that picture can't be there. It, it, it will not be able to stay there. So this is so good just to think about lifestyle. What type of lifestyle do I want to live? Miss Lynn, give the people, especially us younger folks, um, what, what is it that we need to think about to live that, live this title? Because we got to live this title, right? And and feel it. And what what is one one or two things that you can share that will help younger people, younger women think about these things? One of the things that um, I say is like, as, as older people, we learn from our mistakes and we make sure that we pass that on. Okay. Don't love somebody else more than you love yourself. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. many of us have done. Oh my God. You know, the one thing I am about 60 right now is I like who I am. I am Come on now. I need you to say that again. Part yes. Right. Yes. I, I like, like who I am. You know, where maybe I didn't necessarily before when I put somebody else's time and effort in, in front of mine. I love people more than I, you know, I love somebody more than I love myself. Okay. I like myself now mm -hmm. i i love who i am my daughter my daughters my goddaughters they talk about me all the time lady you get up every day like you got somewhere to go I get <laughs> like i got somewhere to go i be busy. There you go. busy yeah yeah yes you know, yes 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 I like 
you know, I like who I am and I don't need anybody else to define, you know, who I am. And the other thing that I would really want to be able to tell young people, you got to be careful about your mate you choose. You know, people always say that you need to marry your best friend. You need to figure out who you're going to be. What is, what, 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 what's that going to look like at 20 years old, Cuba? What is that going to be the same cute at 30 or at 40, at 60? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, Peg talked about a husband, you know, who saved. One, my story is about my husband who saw more in me than I saw myself, than I saw myself, who pushed me to mm-hmm. be who I am. I stand today because this man said, no, you could, there's more for you. I want more for you. And I'm going to sit back and help build you up. Mm. Yeah. You know, to do that. That's so good. I am. Wonderful. Liking who you are in thinking about the mate that you choose. You know, Tyler Perry talks about something that I always think about is that we're all gonna go through these change, this change of life, right? Whether it's, you know, we're gonna get older, our children are gonna get older and then they're gonna have their own life. And then we may take a career transition and then our parents are gonna get older. So we may end up having to take care of our parents, you know, all of that. But if you don't have a mate who can go through those life transitions with you, okay, that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing with y'all no more. This is, oh my gosh, that's a whole nother podcast. And it's so funny because sometimes you don't think about those things until you're in it. Yeah. Thinking about those things beforehand makes a difference. Um, One of my pastors recently said, something about like making that list of what you don't want don't want of what you don't want like uh, it's unfortunate that some of us had to go through some things to realize what we don't, don't want, want. Yes. or to really embrace the things that are for us and all of that that's so good health wealth decrease in stress it's never too late Thinking about choosing a mate that makes sense for you. There was one other concept that you had, Miss Lynn. See, I'm, I'm only 50 and I just forgot that other concept. <laughs> was another concept that you said before choosing your mate. I like myself. Mm, yes. Mm. I have one for another one for you. Add this to, to the okay. mix. Yes, ma'am. Don't waste my time. I'm, I'm, this, this, you're just killing me this is good oh, oh man don't, don't waste my time and, and it's like this I tell people and, mm-hmm. and I try to make it say it less than more get on the right side of me or get on the left side of me but don't get in the middle don't get in my way because you're impeding what I have to get done all right love it i'm serious i already knew that this session this time was going to be so dynamic um i I will tell y'all that i learn even more when i go back and listen and i know from this one i'm going to be listening again and just really embracing all of this because i felt like i just had a whole mentoring session Yes. Well, we thank you. I I have two. Y'all gonna invite me to that secret society. I'm coming to one of the meetings. (laughs) I'm coming to one of the meetings because y'all got a whole. You have an open invitation, my sister. (laughs) I tell you. 
I just want to come whenever the world opens back, back up and y'all have an event. I, I will we come want you, honey. We yes. would love to have I you. I will buddy. come and support. This is so good. Man, embracing my sexy 60s. Wow. Sharon, visionary author, where are you going from here? Actually, there's going to be an Embracing My Sexy 60s Volume 2. Ooh. So for the listeners who, who um, are turning 60 or in their 60s now, and of course didn't get a chance to be in this one because it's only 20 women. So mm -hmm. please contact me and you wow. can um, contact me at info at embracingmysexy60s.com or go straight to our website and click on join us. And that way you can um, fill out the form and how you can be, um, be in the next volume. That's so awesome. Info at embracingmysexy60s.com for an yeah. email. And your website is? Embracingmysexy60s.com. Embracingmysexy60s.com if y'all want to be a part of the next edition. Because I tell you, these women are, are something else. They are something else, y'all. This has been, this has just been so phenomenal. Like it's it's been a gift to just sit down with y'all and learn from y'all this afternoon. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that y'all have already done, but the fact that it's not over. Like no, we're just getting started. We're only what? just begun. <laughs> I tell you, because I, I thought I knew a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm 40. I know a little something. But now <laughs> that I'm 50, I'm like, okay. So now I got a little bit even more to look forward to. You, you know? really do have something to look forward to, Yolanda, because I'm telling you, 60 it's the bomb. I'm it telling is. you, I'm telling you, people can get excited, get <laughs> excited by coming into this decade, okay? Because you wouldn't believe some of the things that happened in your 60s that, that you didn't know was there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Gotta so read, I'm going to lift my shoulders look, look, more. You got to read my chapter to find out what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get, people need to buy the book because I bought my book. Well, I got my book, kind of, but I did download my book. But so the people need to get their own and read it because I tell you, it's some, it's some good nuggets in here. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to wear my shoulders out a little bit more, Miss, Miss uh, Sharon. Oh, thank you. I, I love that. <laughs> and I like to show my big legs. Uh, because as a young person, as a young woman, I didn't always embrace my big calves because I have strong calves. And now my mm. daughter has them. And I'm like, girl, show them calves. Show them you calves, go. you know. You, so, you know, but outside of the physical, thank you for giving me the confirmation that as I now enter my 50s, I need to think about during this next decade, all of the things that y'all just shared just now. And this has been so phenomenal. I, I'm just floored. Well, so you've, know. been a, you've been amazing. Oh, um, this has been you. so This has fun. been wonderful. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this gives me life and energy. And, and I tell you, who knows where it's going to go, but this is where we're at now. And this is such, this has been such a rich discussion. Y'all, thank you for listening to Can yes, You See Me. Yes, and thank you, Laura, for the hookup. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you for engaging my audience. Can You See Me, Women, Leadership, and Race 2021. We have so much in store for y'all. Today, we sat down with Embracing My Sexy 60 Authors and the Visionary Author. Y'all get the book, 
download it, visit the website, all of that. EmbracingMySexy60s.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Great you. Listen.